I had great plans to introduce everybody, Pim, but, um, you know, 14 hours in, that's not happening. So could you just introduce uh, yourself to everybody that's listening? Right. So, yeah, I'm Pim Johnson. I'm, I'm a ketovore, I would say, rather than a strict carnivore. I have been keto for over 17 years and obviously struggling with that because falling on and off, on and off, like many people do. And about five years ago, I figured out, I figured out what the problem was, how to sort out my severe sugar addiction. And then I started helping people do that. And I've always been into helping people do something. In the beginning, I was a personal trainer, diet advisor, eating lots of sugar on top of my healthy diet. And... um, yeah, that's that's kind of my calling, I guess. I want to help people. I want to connect with people. I want to help them have better lives. Now, one of the things that's that's really good about you, Pim, is you're so underplayed. When I interviewed you on my YouTube, I was absolutely blown away because we were talking about addiction, cravings, and those sort of things. And um, you just speak so much sense. I, I just, I think you've under, undersold yourself there, by the way, because you, you do ever such a lot and um, and people love you when they hear uh, your advice. So, so let's, let's give a really broad question to you. Uh, let's well, pretend then. I'm on Facebook and I've joined a group and I say to you, I'm really struggling with cravings. I just haven't got the willpower. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you help me? What What would you say to that person? Well, the first thing with willpower, I'm actually having a challenge starting today. It's a free challenge. So if anyone wants to join, you need to do it ASAP because I'm closing registrations. But anyhow, uh, the first thing that we start doing is actually looking at the big reason for why you want to do it. Because if you have no good reason for why you want to get rid of those cravings and want to overcome whatever your problem is, you're never going to do it. So that's kind of where you need to start. But I think what you were fishing for was probably how to do it, which is like we're using um, our emotions and cravings are emotions. And if you learn how to allow yourself to just feel without taking action on that feeling, then you're going to be able to rewire your brain into something different. So right now what people do is that we have taught ourselves that when I have a craving, I just go and eat that. And it just happens automatically because it's a, a wiring in your brain and it would just keep playing on repeat until you interrupt it. And I guess the vehicle for interrupting that is by allowing yourself to just feel and not take action on it. And then you can learn a new behavior that then becomes automatic. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And, and what I love about the way you, you talk is it empowers people because I think – Many people say, oh, come and just pull yourself together. Just don't eat that bread or whatever it is. You know, and, and that's not helpful. It's really not helpful. And I think just pulling back and saying, well, can we understand actually what's driving you, which is which is what I got from our interview, is how you sort of work. And I, obviously you don't want to give away all your secrets because you want people to join your group. Um, which, which I, I, I am giving away all my secrets. There is you are. no big secret than that. The problem is the mindset, and that's where the coaching comes in. So, and yes. I cannot teach someone. I can tell you what mindset is, what what your mindset should be, but it's something that you need to work on. And most of the time, you need a coach to do that. So, I have no problem about giving away my secrets. I can tell anyone how to do it, and I do it all the time. But 
people still don't do it because the mindset isn't right. Why, why do you think that that people don't join? Because your group is free, isn't it? I mean, do you think that they don't want to know the truth? That's a very interesting question. So I think some people, I think a, a big part is that, okay, well, Pim tells me she gives away all her secrets. Now I know how to do it. I can do it. And then we can't. So I have people coming back to my challenges over and over again. And, you know, I have people joining now that were there in November last year. And they're just like, yeah, it was brilliant. And I got so much help from it. And now I'm pretty much back where I was before. I might be a slight bit better, but I haven't quit yet. And that's just so what, a mindset issue. Yes. So what 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 do you do? Um, how do you get someone to actually positively engage them? What, what's the best way to get somebody um, to, to take your advice and actually get somewhere with it? I mean, first of all, if you don't want to do it, if you're not prepared to invest the time into doing it, then there isn't a lot that I can do. Like you, you have to feel like this is something that I want to deal with now, then I can help you. So I need you to have a little bit of like motivation to want to get started, something that is driving you. And then I will just help people really digging into the, the big reason for why they want to do it. And then we connect with that emotionally. And often people just tell me that, you know, I want to lose weight or whatever it might be. Or even I have diabetes or I have some autoimmune disease and I need to stop doing this because it just flares up all the time. And still they continue to do it. And then we dig deep there to see, like, what's the emotional component there? Because just saying it doesn't necessarily connect emotionally. But when you start thinking about, like, how your life could be a lot better and what could come after that if you sort it out, that's where the key is. So um, the, the question there, which is what prompted me, I saw it in the, in the chat there. How do you, once you feel like, I hate to use this expression, it's not particularly nuanced, you've cracked it. Right, I've cracked it now. I don't need to, to do that. How do people keep on that track? Is it a daily, uh, like a mantra? What do they do to, to make sure that not craving sticks? So I think that's a little bit different for different people. Some people, I had one client, she had a really good mantra for herself. Um, her mom had, had dementia, I think. So she was just looking at the food and she's like, I only eat brain food. That's not brain food. And that's it. It really hit something. It's like a switch. And for me, it's like I look at the food and I'm thinking, okay, is this going to be good for my health? No. <laughs> Well, why would I eat it? So that's where I am now. I can uh, rationally think about the food. Like, is this going to help me achieve my goal? Is this going to be something that will keep me healthy as I age? If the answer is no, then I just don't do it. But it takes a while to get there because before that, it's like, well, it doesn't matter. It's just a little bit. We just keep telling ourselves all these things, but a little bit just accumulates over time. And for many people in the beginning, especially a little bit will just not be a little bit. It will be a big bit. So it will probably be a bench of some sort, which is very unhelpful. Yeah. yeah I mean, do you feel that you've um, 
For you personally, I mean, you said you had cravings. Do you feel that that is completely eradicated from you, or do you? you uh, let me give give it a better analogy. I, I'm, people that give up smoking. Sometimes something just stops, you know, 30 years, not smoking, not at all, not cheating. And then some stress happens. And the next thing you know, they're smoking. Do you feel that you can get people to a point where not even that sort of thing would happen? Or do you feel that they just got to still work on it? On it? I don't, I'm not convinced that that is like that you can get rid of it completely. Maybe that happens for some people, but. I'll just share something that happened to me a couple of months ago now. I did like a healing protocol and I think it messed with my gut microbiome and I got insane cravings and I haven't had cravings like that for at least a year and a half, maybe two years or whatever. And I was like, what's going on? And I got annoyed. (laughs) This is not supposed to be happening to me. I shouldn't have to deal with this. I've already gone through all of this. What's happening? This is not fair. All of these thoughts that my clients usually have. (laughs) And I think I resisted doing anything about it. I was just like, keep pushing it away, using willpower, all the things that I teach people not to do for two or three days. And then I thought, okay, I need to do something and I need to really just embrace these cravings. And then it started going away. And I think this was like a stress on my system. So it changed something in my biochemistry that created those cravings. And it can be the same, obviously, with any emotional stress, a death in the family or a breakup or, you know, anything like that. And we just need to bring ourselves back to the knowledge that we have and sort of disengage the autopilot that wants to engage and just do it like we do it in the beginning and on purpose, just feel. And I got back to normal very, very quickly after doing that. It was just my resistance for several days that put me in trouble, basically. I didn't eat, by the way. A uh, nice, simple question here. How do I join one of PIM's classes? Um, if you want to sign up for the challenge, you can... Can I change my name? I can put it on there. So... Or... This is... I should have come prepared, shouldn't I? Well, yes. I mean, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Drop it in, yeah. the, in the comments, Tim. If, if you look to the right-hand side, you can click into the comments and pause it there. Um... Do, do you have I? comments there? Is there a tab that says comments? No, yeah, I can read them, but I don't see any box that I can comment. No. But I was watching you on YouTube before. I just closed it that one. I think, no, it's still there. Okay, I'll do that. There you go. Fantastic. I'm just happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're a bit lagging, by the way. And actually, I, I need to say this to people. If you, if you type a question in, and you think I'm ignoring you, just wait about 10 minutes and then I might get to your question. <laughs> Pim's link is in the description on YouTube as well. Uh, so everybody, every guest, basically, there is at least one live link to get to to contact them. So, so Rich, um, you were talking about addiction earlier and we were talking about dopamine. Do you have a question for Pim? Yeah, I, not so much a question. It's just to come back to... Um... Well, in fact, it's a few things. Uh, one of the things that you touched base on was you know, the amount of members and stuff. Um, people will appreciate it more if you charge. I know that sounds stupid, but when uh, I, I'm the same, I give away free consultations. Uh, we do lots of free public speaking events, but when it's free, people don't value it. It's almost a case of when they hand something over, even if it's a token gesture. So I think that you may actually get a lot more people on board if you do charge. You know, uh, even if it's a token gesture of 
you know, a, a couple of dollars or whatever per session or, or per. But that's just my person. But I think the advice you're giving out is is worth a lot more than you give it credit for. Um, oh, yeah. Doctors earn hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or pounds, depending on you know which part of the globe you're from. Um, and it's uh, reactive, not proactive. The advice we give out, you know, it can help with reactive, but it's also highly proactive. We change the lives of people uh, in ways that doctors, and this is not no disrespect to doctors. There's, there are a lot of doctors who have been on today and who are on board, but generally doctors in, in the you know the normal sense of, of doctor as a new GP um, is not enlightened in the way we are. So value your time, uh, value the information you give out because it is changing lives. Uh, and, and, I, and I, you know, give kudos to that so fair play to that um coming back to mindset it's an incredible tool isn't it being strong uh willed and uh, uh but again coming back to these catecholaminergic uh, neurotransmitters and how dopamine uh, is affected by the foods that we eat uh, or the neurotransmitter synthesis i mean when we're consuming junk food we're blocking the cofactors and the production of things like uh, tryptophan to create serotonin, melatonin, dopamine, um, and this this leaves 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 us craving the, the, these dopamine hits. We're hardwired to chase dopamine, so we we mm-hmm. we chase the, the easiest um, you know the easiest source, and it's usually something sweet, isn't it, that gives us that that reward pathway. Um, so you know, there's there's a lot more to it in regards to that, and I think people who are suffering with addiction, it is an addiction, isn't it? And it's it's you know we say to people just snap out. It, but it's it's not really you know as easy as that. We need we need to want to do it. Um, yeah. And and I think you know I, I've it hasn't been plain sailing for me. I know I am a food addict. I love my food. I still love my food. Um, yeah. I just changed the food that I love. You know. It, um, <laughs> but coming back to something that you just said there. Now um, you know I I had uh, issues recently where I began craving intensely. Um, and I was upset with myself in regards to that as well. So we're, we're all susceptible. You know, it isn't the case of once we're through it. But there are a few tricks. Um, you know, it, it's, we can stimulate uh, melanocyte stimulating hormone through UVA rays through the eyes. So getting up early in the morning, sunlight through the eyes will stimulate MSH. We can stimulate something else called CCK, cholecystokinin, through omega-3s. Um, so we can eat omega-3s. These will help curb sugar cravings. And we can even supplement with things like glutamine, which will help combat sugar cravings now these are all none of them are magic fixes uh, now that coupled with your approach i think you know would put people in good stead um but yes some of my uh some of my two pen are there in, in regards to that so it uh yeah love your opinion on that but fantastic love the work you're doing no, I completely agree with you. There are a lot of things like we can do for the physiological cravings. I think most of the people that I work with, not everyone, but most of them have the emotional cravings. And that the addiction is fed by that emotional uh, component. And there isn't a lot that nutrition can do about that. What I have seen, though, is that when people stay on a carnivore diet, for example, or a keto diet, it's that the the strength of the cravings might go down and i'm wondering if that is has mainly to do with the microbiome and maybe like brain inflammation those kind of things but they'd never really go away and some people they stay off for a couple of months maybe even a year and then they fall off and that just leads to a three month long binge before they manage to pick up the pieces and go back to what they were doing even though they've been doing for a very long time so that's the problem, I think, for many people. Not everyone. 
Oh, Steve, can't hear you, you. You moved it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think Rich mutes me secretly. Um, right. So, do you, do you find that people are are quite open to these ideas, or do you find they're quite protective? <laughs> oh, I don't know if you. Um, I think you listened to my um, my podcast last week. Yeah. No, people are not open to realizing that addiction is not something permanent we have been so indoctrinated like everyone tells you that if you're addicted to something addiction is an illness you're gonna have to live live with it for the rest of your life it's just something that you're gonna have to do and you're gonna have to abstain from your drug of choice and if not you are going to relapse and that is so not true and I have so much proof for that, not not just like me and several of my clients who are living that way, because I can eat ice cream now and or eat a burger or whatever. And that is not a problem. It's just eating something that is food-like and then I go back to doing what I'm doing. It's not a problem. But there is also a lot of science behind it. It's called neuroplasticity. We rewire our brains constantly. Our brains change on a daily basis. You don't notice it day by day, but if you look back to how you were three years ago, you're going to be very different from how you are today. So the only difference here is that we intentionally change it to some behavior that we want. There's nothing strange about it. And I do not know why so-called addiction experts, I don't want to poo-poo on anyone because they have a lot of knowledge. They know a lot about how the brain works and all of that. And still somehow they seem to miss this part i i'm wondering if it is that they don't trust that they can teach addicts how to do this i wonder if that is the part that is missing because the science is there i don't know why we're not talking more about it so yeah i never was an addict because i'm not no (laughs) Do do you ever um do you ever find people um when you get to the nub of what's what's causing the problem just just don't want to go any further because let's say it's some sort of emotional trauma and that it's just too much for them. Do you find that? Um, it's happened a few times. I mean, they never say that they don't want to do it, but it's like they you notice when someone throws in the towel and no, it's too hard. I I can't deal with it, whatever. And there's just like these excuses. And the fascinating thing is that I used to coach someone on my YouTube channel live every week and we were at it. And then he was making progress and then some regress and then progress. And that's just normal. But I could tell that something is happening behind the scenes, but he didn't feel it. And then he was gone for a while and now he's back and he's like, yeah, I've started implementing all that you're saying without me actually coaching him. So I was just teaching him this and now he's using all of that and he's doing great. So I think everyone needs to go on their own journey and the key is to never give up. Like this shit works. Excuse my French, but I hope I'm okay to say shit. This works, but only if you do it. And it doesn't, doesn't really matter if you take a break. It's just going to take a lot longer. But if you never give up, if you just keep doing it and you trust that it's working, eventually you're going to get there. And it's just like, how much, how long do you want it to take? I could not go from being a sugar addict to being abstinent straight away. 
I haven't, I, I, I was abstinent all of 2022. And that was my choice. I just like, I wanted to try it. I don't want to see what happens when I eat ice cream after a year. <laughs> it was an experiment of mine. But before that, I was open to having it. I was planning it every now and then. And that was a way for me to be kind towards myself and to allow myself to go to the place where I wanted to quit because my brain was not on board with wanting to go abstinent. It's like, no, I don't think I can ever do that. So if that's where you're at, I recommend that you just like, hey, I'm going to learn how to be in control. That's what I did. And it was awesome. And it's actually better to be abstinent because there's less work involved. But I couldn't go there straight away. And do you find that um, are people ever cross with you for discovering something that has been upsetting them? <laughs> I think people are, um, who are now recovered sugar addicts or whatever, carb addicts, I think they feel attacked when I say that, hey, you can actually have something and then just go back to eating normally. This is what food freedom is for me. It's the freedom to choose what I want to do for whatever reason I have. That doesn't mean that I let this addictive voice, like the, the uh, primitive part of the brain, just chatter in my ear and tell me to go and eat ice cream and pizza and all of the things all the time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about on my birthday, we decided that we're going to go out for a meal. And I just said, hey, I'm going to have whatever's on the menu that I want. I ended up eating a burger with a bun. I looked at the desserts and mind you, sugar was my thing. And I was like, I don't want any of them. And I didn't have any of them. So it's not like I have to have it and take advantage of that opportunity. It's just freedom. Like I can do whatever I want because I decided that this is what I'm doing today. The day after, I didn't have any cravings. I didn't feel bad. I was just back to normal. So it's it's frustrating to me when people are saying like, I can't ever have a carb again because then I'm going to go off the rails and I'm going to go on a relapse and I just have to avoid everything and I have to avoid walking past the supermarket or I'm going to go in and grab chocolate or whatever. It doesn't have to be like that. That's not food freedom to me. No, no I, I talk about my food freedom. It really only happened last year, three years into carnivore. One of the things I think is quite interesting, and maybe you could help me understand this, is very often the person feels guilty. So they'll really go for it, and then I'll get a message saying, I went off the rails last night, and I feel like crap. I really wish I hadn't done it. And to me, um, I mean, obviously, I'm asking this question so you can show your expertise. They are guilty, so therefore they know it's wrong, but they still did it. So how do you get into that loop and, and stop that or make them realize they need to do something different? I think we just need to bring in a little bit of like love and empathy for ourselves. Like we're only human. This is it has nothing to do with who you are, if you're a good or a bad person, anything of that sort. It's just brain programming and your brain ran on a program and it wanted to do this thing. And for some reason you didn't pay attention and it just happened. And I think that's just part of the recovery journey. Like we need to fall off and then like, okay, what happened? And we look at it, like put on your scientist hat and just look at it. Okay. What happened? How did this happen? Right. 
I didn't pay attention or I was taken by surprise or whatever. What will I do the next time this happens? And then we just prepared. It's like when you're thinking through this whole scenario that just happened and you imagine what you will do the next time, it's like you already practice doing it a different way the next time. So the next time you're in a similar situation, you're probably not going to react the same way. And then we sorted that out. It's like we just tick them off one by one, all the traps that we're going to go through on our journey to complete fruit freedom. And I don't even know. I mean, I, there might be a trap left for me somewhere. I have no idea. I haven't stepped in it yet, but it might happen. And if that happens, I'm going to put my scientist hat on. I'm not going to beat myself up and say, oh, my God, I can't coach people because I did this or whatever. It has nothing to do with that. It's just brain wiring. Brilliant. I think your link didn't appear in the, the, the comments. Oh. Um, that was about 10 minutes ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think um, it is in the description of YouTube, definitely. Sorry, Rich, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, just to just to reiterate a point that you made there. I mean, the word journey, that's exactly what we're on. It's it's a journey. Um, you know, there is no destination per se. And I think when we focus on a destination, then it, there's an end point. But this this is a journey and we fall off that wagon along the journey. Um, and it's important for people to realize that you need to get just get pick yourself up and get back on that wagon because it's easy to write off on a Friday when you've fallen off the wagon. Oh, well, it's the weekend. I'll get back on it Monday. Monday never comes. And then, you know, you're back down to square one, isn't it? So it is a journey. Uh, you, you know, you, you're on the wagon. Um, you know, you're on, on the train. If you like, you, you, you know, you're, you're welcome to, to jump off that wagon or off that train um, and welcome to jump back on it. It isn't game over when you fall off the wagon. We're all only human. I know a lot of us, you know, within the chat and, and throughout today have been, you know, quite thinking about uh, regards to what is ketogenic, what's carnivore. Um, we're all only human. Every one of us, you know, even, you know, the, the carnivore elitists that have been commenting in, in the thread Every one of you have fallen off the wagon. Um, you know, I don't care who you are. Um, every one of you slips up on, on something occasionally. We're all only human. And that's okay. Um, that's fine. You just pick yourself up and get back on that wagon because tomorrow's a different day because the journey is never ending, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I just wanted brilliant, to add that. Brilliant, Rich. Yeah. Now, just to say, Judy Cho is in the waiting room. So I'm going to bring her in, uh, if that's okay, and just uh, introduce her to everyone. So, Pim, I want to thank you so much for your half hour. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear from you. Nice bit of yeah, calmness talking about addiction. <laughs> lovely and calm. You've got a lovely way about you. So, um, and I will bring Judy in first, if that's okay, because I think it's very nice for everyone to see. You know, pass the baton on. So, Pim, thank you very much. And hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Your support means the absolute world to me. And if you're enjoying the show, I've got a small favour to ask you. I'd be incredibly grateful if you would consider becoming a supporter and make a small monthly donation. Your contribution will really help to improve the show. I'll be able to improve the software, maybe put a few more episodes out and do many things that I'm hoping to do in the future. Do them a lot quicker. So it's a small monthly contribution. You can cancel at any time and the link is in the show notes. Thanks very much for listening.